Welcome to The Vine, a plant media project podcast with your hosts, Elizabeth Sheldon and Gina Vensel. The Vine is an insightful look into the world of plant medicine, exploring the changing landscape around cannabis and psychedelics and ending the stigma through educational discussions. The Vine podcast does not offer medical advice nor condone any use of illegal substances. Consult your physician or therapist before making changes to your wellness plan and before trying alternative healing medicines. Today, we welcome Ron Millward, founder and president of Balance Veterans Network. He is dedicated to creating a safe space for the education, advocacy, and empowerment of alternative therapies for veterans and their families. Ron grew up in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, and enlisted in the United States Air Force when he was 17 and served for seven years as a combat vehicle operator and an aerospace flight medic. After struggling with combat-related post-traumatic stress disorder and a loss of a friend to suicide, he found cannabis to be a powerful tool for his healing, among other alternative therapies. In early 2019, Ron had an idea to reach veterans and provide education and tools to alternative healing, and the Balanced Veterans Network was created. Welcome, Ron. Hey, thank you so much. What an honor to be on your show. You guys are incredible, and I'm just pumped to be here. Thank you. So we do want to start off by saying thank you to you and all veterans who have served our country, and we appreciate you joining us for this Veterans Day 2021. We're just wondering if you could start off by telling us about Balanced Veterans Network and how cannabis became part of your healing journey. Yeah, absolutely. So I was in the military. I, I went in at an early age and, um, you know, experienced a lot of life and a lot of trauma through that time. Um, and I had a couple deployments and uh, came back from, you know, the most severe, which was Iraq in 2010. Um, and I realized something was just not right. I was different. I was I had at that point lost uh, two friends to suicide. Um, I myself was just contemplating suicide. I didn't know where to turn. And so I, I turned to alcohol. I was drinking a lot. Um, and then that's when they started to prescribe pharmaceuticals. And so, you know, the military track is, you know, check some boxes, see what you got, throw some labels on there, start sending in the pharmaceuticals. And so I'd gotten to a point in my life, um, where I was on, uh, I was just miserable. My quality of life was not good. And I actually had another, or I had a suicide attempt and um, was institutionalized. And uh, this was while I was in active duty. And um, I ended up, what was really great about this was I w ended up going to a 30-day facility where they watched me 24-7. And, you know, they, uh, some of it was bad because they had thought that, you know, uh, they had added some diagnosis that like didn't really make sense and more pills and things like that. So it started to get really confusing, but it was a chance for me to really understand myself. I was, you know, searching to figure out why I had landed in this place. Why am I here? You know, like I had loved the military. I loved my career. I was successful until this point where I just couldn't do it anymore. And I didn't want to be alive and I did not understand that. Um, and so, you know, long, long sort of journey there with, uh, with um, pharmaceuticals. I had gotten out, um, lost a few more friends to suicide. I think that has been the most devastating, difficult part about being a veteran, being in the military is the suicide epidemic, it's, you know, it's a number we talk about a lot, the 20 to 22 veterans, but it's a reality and it's really difficult to deal with at times and, and it doesn't get easier. Um, so 
Anyway, that, that's sort of where Balanced Veterans comes into play. So when I got out of the military, there was a period of you know four to five years where I was just completely lost. I was in the VA system, but just being given pills sent right to my home as I sat on my couch and died as a zombie. And, and uh, you know, I hear the story daily of people that are, are in my similar situation, you know, some years ago. And it's, it breaks my heart because there is another way. There are plenty of other ways to approach this sort of healing journey transition. Um, and so I started to look for myself. I was like, anything, anything that I can do to help myself. And I had a friend introduce me to cannabis and um, immediately tried it. It was such a relief. And uh, I had been able to really think with a clarity, not necessarily, it was a clarity that I hadn't had before. Although, you know, all the pharmaceuticals had my brain fogged, this was different. I was able to be myself and really sit with some of my things. And wow, it was, it was special. I have chills right now, just like thinking back to that. Because I do too. <laughs> it, it, it's just, it, it's just wild. Um, and I, I, I'm baffled. I know we're going to get into more, but how this is still so prohibited. I just don't get it. Uh, it, it it's, it's an answer, at least somewhat of an answer to help people and have an option. And so, um, yeah, so I, I felt that there was a need in um, the veteran space. There are a, a lot of veteran orgs doing so many amazing things, and we're honored to partner and work with quite a few of those. But I still saw this need to connect veterans to different alternative therapies. It's so much more than one modality. You know, like cannabis has been a great tool for me, but it takes so many things for me to find balance. Like I need to incorporate breathing and yoga and meditation and all of these other things, all of these other tools that we have. Um, that can really help with the mental wellness aspect. And so I just started to dive into that and um, saw sort of a lack in the veteran space to connecting people to that. While there are individual, this is a veteran yoga org, this is a veteran cannabis org, there were not many that were connecting people to all, alter, uh, multiple alternative things. Um, and then on top of that, we created a community. And so there's just a safe space for people to have these conversations outside of the VA, to ask questions, to you know maybe connect and um, that was really important to us. I'm sorry, I'm getting really long-winded here. But, um, oh, no, no, that's great. And I just am so appreciative of you being so honest and sharing your personal journey as a way to help others. It's just really commendable because we know that the current medical research is out there that has proven that these non-traditional therapies can treat mental health issues like PTSD, anxiety, depression, and, and chronic pain as well. So in going through this and, and kind of you seeing like, you're, you're understanding there's there's different modalities. You know, it's not just that there's one fix all, right? But these different alternative treatments, if you can find this balance between them. So what are some of these alternative treatments that you're seeing in your network are helping veterans the most? Yeah. So one of the, the what I think is cool things that we did with our organization was we broke things down into four main initiatives. And so we've got Operation 1620, which is all things cannabis. Cannabis is such an expansive plant. There's so many things, you know, that that we can talk about do and and so we made that an entire uh initiative that we would focus on the other one is mental wellness um which is really uh you know connecting people to alternative therapies like meditation and breathing exercises and things that just help the mind other veterans having small groups we've got you know virtual sessions happening and meeting up with people virtually and in person when we can but um you know with the the climate it's been a little bit easier to do virtually um and so uh, that's the mental wellness aspect. And then one of my, what I think is most important, honestly, is movement. We've got a whole initiative called movement. And, you know, there are studies of around how, you know, body keeps the score and how movement can just be so crucial to helping 
you know, really release some of that stored energy, some of that stored trauma into, you may not really understand what you're doing at first, but you know, it's, it's, it's helpful. And for me, having some of the physical ailments, I had a, you know, back surgery after getting out of the military and things like that. It, it's just been really helpful to, to incorporate that movement. Um, and then lastly, we have project triangle. And so, you know, it's, I have just started talking about this publicly because I'm still afraid of it. You know, I mean, there's still a, a huge stigma. There's still the legality aspect. Um, but project triangle is an area that we focus on sacred plant medicines and entheogens. And so, um, there are, you know, buzz articles coming out. We see it all over, you know, about psychedelics helping, uh, people heal and to find themselves. And, you know, to be honest with you, my personal journey, I have been able to use some of these modalities in the past and they have been instrumental in me finding some freedom in my mind. And um, I think that more people need to have access to this. And so we're an educational nonprofit and we're doing the best that we can to just bring education around that to connect to other organizations that are connecting veterans to these uh, modalities and just to continue to be a support in the space. Um, so yeah, those are the four initiatives. Within that, you know, you asked specifically, there are so many things you can do. We just had a, a conversation today with a, a organization that takes veterans scuba diving and there are veteran beekeeping and equine therapy. And there are so many different modalities uh, out there that can really help, you know, find yourself, find some balance and, and um, maybe a hobby, something that makes you smile, some joy. So with all this help, I thought it was really interesting that you help veterans get their medical um, cannabis cards and that you also have a state fee reimbursement program. Um, I've not heard about anything like that. Um, so just wanted to see how you're able to do that. And then if you can tell us more about your Operation 1620. Yeah, absolutely. We'd love to. Yeah, so the, the medical marijuana reimbursement, that was sort of where we started. We built relationships with some different um, doctors and providers that uh, do certifications for us either at low cost or they're generous enough to donate for us. And so we started just in Pennsylvania. Um, and I think we had, you know, in the first two years, gotten like 350 veterans their medical marijuana cards. And then we were able to expand. And so now we're currently helping veterans get them for either free or low cost in 11 different states. But we can reimburse up to $50 in any state that has a medical program. So if they are in a state and we don't necessarily service there, they can still submit and we'll give $50 back, which usually covers a state fee or, you know, a portion of that card. And really that's only due to the you know generous support that we have donors and and uh you know the support we have as a nonprofit. so we're trying to continue to expand that we are you know the thing is we want to do things really healthy we want veterans to genuinely connect to health and so we could expand as fast as we want we're in every state and whatever but are there people there to genuinely help and build community around and so you know we we scaled back a little bit and, and make sure we're building healthy communities in those areas as well can you just elaborate on 1620 a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so 1620 is actually 420 in military time. And um, so uh, it's, a, it's a fun play, <laughs> fun play on time. And um, we call ourselves the Cannabis Veterans with that initiative. And, you know, it's, it's fun. We've got a little can of rifle logo and it's built some buzz. It's a little bit of a, a brand, a culture sort of feel. And within Operation 1620, it's extremely expansive. So uh, uh, our executive director, Caleb Masoner, was a part of the team that's, that launched Operation 1620. Uh, they're actually a tiny bit older than us, and we merged together this past year. Um, so they started around four years ago. 
um, doing some very similar things. But what's great is they are in a state that can legally cultivate cannabis. And so we're bringing in a ton of education to include free grow kits for veterans every month, um, along with pairing them with a mentor to teach them how to cultivate. And so we've got veterans every day asking questions about what is this you know, leaf look like, help me, you know, like all of these different questions from seed all the way through, you know, the processing aspect. And so it's just a great place for veterans to come ask questions, be able to learn uh, really anything. If you're just in a medical state, we can talk about terpenes and all things cannabis, um, but we can also pair you with a mentor and, and get you started growing as well. Um, and so on top of that medical marijuana program, we've got really great, uh, uh, supporters and different dispensaries and growers and processors that see what we're trying to do and they believe in us and they're coming alongside to just help us reach more veterans. It's been very challenging to get that support, but we're finally starting to see the community just believe in what we're doing and seeing veterans being helped. So it's been it's it's been a growing project for sure. I did see my tree on the list. Yes. Um, one of our pencil, uh, one of our Pennsylvania uh, grower processors yes, uh, right here tree. in the Pittsburgh area. Really great people, and I see what they're doing with you. And I think that I hope to see more places follow suit because I mean I'd love to see you know a lot of these you know dispensaries and that are out there. I mean you have the access to you know help others. Why not partner with a group like Balanced Veterans and be able to help others? I mean because we just we know how expensive it is and that's why we wanted to make sure we brought up that aspect of your program with helping because you know in PA specifically as we're still trying to fight for our state to get legalized, you know a lot of that is that we want to ensure that it becomes more affordable because if a veteran has to use their own money and can't go to the VA to get their medical card, I mean this is getting very expensive when you could easily just go back to the VA and you know get your scripts written for your opioids or you know do you have to pay out of pocket to be able to get you know, these medicines. And so, I mean, just wanted to chat with you a little bit about your thoughts around, you know, not only like statewide legalization, but just what this could mean for federal legalization for veterans nationwide. Yeah, there's a lot there, you know, and, and with that, they'll, they'll give you the pharmaceuticals and they'll send them to your house. You don't even have to leave. Like, it's like, it's almost like incentivized, you know, like they'll give that to you easily. But the moment you bring up an alternative therapy, a cannabis or something that's non-traditional, they will shut that down immediately. So it's devastating. We've got a long way to go. There was actually an article written um, talking about, again, the VA delaying the research. And so we cannot even get research to happen, which is devastating. Um, there are so many independent studies and things that have happened, but to really get that federal research and um, being able to understand the real true benefits and why on a federal level, I think is crucial. I feel like this needs to be descheduled immediately so that people are able to to really access and dive in and be able to understand and explore all of the capabilities this plant has. I'm seeing people do so many amazing things and extracting different cannabinoids and mixing terpenes. And we can really, uh, you know, pinpoint and help the full body medical aspect. So, you know, I had the opportunity to give my testimony here in Philadelphia and they put a question, a referendum on the ballot, you know, asking if uh, we were in favor to, you know, push on Harrisburg a little bit more for the legalization. And it was resounding. Yes, for the most part. I mean, I believe it was something like 60 to 70% of Philadelphia believed that we should. And so we see that like the majority of the state, even with, you know, uh, Lieutenant Governor Fetterman's listening tour, there was just a resounding yes, like we need this, we want this. And so it's been really difficult just on our state level to see any sort of movement. And, you know, I understand that uh, there are ways to do it. And I feel like we have been doing it properly. We've been telling the stories. We've 
seen all of the every i believe that pennsylvania has a beautiful medical program they have it's better than most states we've got pharmacists in our facilities like they're doing it really well um but there's still such a barrier of access it's financially just not affordable um and they're you know the the lack of product in some areas and for people being able to to have something consistently to help them if this is truly being used as a medicine in conjunction of getting off pharmaceuticals we can't have a lack of product or you know inconsistency in what you're getting so there's still a long way to go on that aspect from the federal side it has been so frustrating i feel like it you know veterans and the cannabis thing it's like a political football and we keep seeing the the headlines all the time of some sort of different cannabis bill going up and getting shot down at the last minute and being changed and so i don't know what it's going to take I'm, I'm a little bit confused as to why it hasn't been you know, pushed a little harder, we haven't gotten a little bit further, um, because it's clear, you know, there's, there's already so many studies and evidence. And so that's, that's mind boggling to me, I'm going to continue to fight all that I can. And I've realized that, you know, on a state level, it's you're you've got a lot more power to be able to, you know, build those relationships with politicians and lawmakers and have conversations and tell them the stories of your own stories and people in your community. And so um, we got to just keep Keep pushing for sure. Can you imagine a better you? Empathic Health is a global community providing support so you can find more fun, freedom, and connection in your life. Empathic Health is my integration solution for incorporating my healing work into my daily routine. Empathic Health has given me a space to use my voice to express my thoughts and be myself in a safe place. I'm excited to get to the type of work that gives my life more clarity and joy. Helping others has done nothing but help me in return. Know your medicine, know yourself. Join Elizabeth, myself, and the rest of the community today at empathic.health. The VA stand on cannabis is you can't use it. Or can you use it and still have access to your benefits? What What is that? Yeah, great question. So officially, you can participate in a state medical marijuana program. And so um, in those states, your benefits are, they're not necessarily protected, but you are able to use that. And so I, that's another reason, like there is no real protection written in for our benefits, things like that. So I believe that does need to be changed on a federal level. And that's, that's where we can really have that assurance that we're protected because right now I'm terrified to talk about anything, you know, not even just my cannabis use, but really anything in my mental health care. And that's detrimental. Like if I'm not able to be authentic and tell you what I'm actually using and how I'm trying to heal, like that it's, it's not great care. Um, and yeah, that was the other reason we felt the need for the community because there are, man, we've got folks that will just, there's some sad, sad stories. It's heartbreaking and they don't have anywhere to turn. And, you know, you go to the VA and it's like, all right, great. Well, let's get you on a pill or let's get you, you know, somewhere else. So, uh, so they're, the VA is leaving you alone. They are leaving us alone. There is no, but they are blocking research also, you know, like there is, that needs to happen. And so there's, it, it's just, it's interesting. So we were wondering, too, if maybe, you know, entheogens synthesize psilocybin. Do you think maybe that would be available for veterans before cannabis? I mean, we're hearing that that is moving a little bit more quickly. I think MDMA will be available before cannabis mm. for sure. I think that will yeah. happen in the next two years. But I and, and, you know, psilocybin, I think, is really, really close behind that. Um, 
you know, I, I don't know of any real uh, veterans and psilocybin studies happening in the United States, but I do know um, friends of ours, the Royal Cards Project, they're working on research that's happening overseas with a couple different um, universities and things like that. So there are studies that are happening, uh, but I believe that needs to happen in some decriminalized areas in the States and let's get some real veterans in there. So I know that there are, I don't want to talk about it too much, but there are loose conversations around, you know, setting up clinical trials and things like that to to be able to really see what's going on with the newly introduced bipartisan supported you know legislation that's coming up but really that means nothing it's just a hey are we good to study this and that's about it there's no decriminalization aspect so it can still be criminalized there's there's still a lot that's not in that while it's exciting and we're you know riding that wave there's still so much work that needs to happen um, but it's 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 a beautiful thing to see i mean we're finally you know, introducing, talking about it. I'm on the Philadelphia Decriminalized Nature team. And, you know, we've been talking about it for a while. We finally got a resolution we're ready to present. But I feel like that's all got to work together to come to a, a, a good direction with that. Well, when you get it going in Philly, you know, you come talk to me in Pittsburgh next. And that way yeah. we like, we get them on anchors on either side of the state. And then we come together in Harrisburg and we try to like get this stuff changed. Cause Yo, this I'm is not ridiculous. even kidding. I feel like we should be meeting regularly as both teams. Why not hit them at the yeah, same time? That's, Look, we've I, got I agree. Two of our major cities that are uh, in full support. Let's go. Like, yeah, I, I, I agree. I agree. Dang, because when I, I, I saw you in person, April of last year, 420, when you gave your speech on the the steps of the Capitol building. And I was just so just you're so full of passion. And you just did such a great job, you know, getting everybody riled up. But, you know, I, I've talked about with this Elizabeth before, but it's like, we're not going to get the GOP to support cannabis nah. when people are throwing around, you know, pre-rolls of hemp and, 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 you know, whatever. It's just like, it's too much for our conservatives in our state to, to manage. But yet when we talk about how psilocybin could potentially be utilized. And I didn't even know that Pennsylvania was like one of the mushroom capitals of the world. Maybe magic mushrooms could be added to that, right? So I am really proud to know that there is this bipartisan, you know, um, co-authored bill that, you know, it's 30, I think so, um, uh, co-sponsors for this. And introduced by a combat veteran, which is Yes, and a female and she's Republican. So let's just layer it on top here. Right. So I'm really excited because yes, it's, it's only a step. I'd love to see this. We need to start talking about, you know, the decrim side of it, but at least we're seeing that there is conservative support where we have never seen that on the cannabis side. And maybe by bringing up some of these other you know, plant medicine, fungi, you know, other alternative healing methods, it may allow for some of the more conservative folks to say, you know what, let's see this as a larger, broader scale of how there might be some other healing modalities for folks. Because we know that one, cannabis was deemed essential during this pandemic. We know that if we pass legalization statewide, that we're going to have lots of money to help fix our roads and our schools and all the other issues that we have. But because of the way that I think it's presented and the way it's come off is that it's just a liberal issue, which we know it's not. We, I see these as very different avenues. We're going to have to take kind of, you know, this other approach. Um, and it's going to take, it's going to definitely take a, a whole team, but I agree. I think we need to meet in the middle. We need to pull our, our, you know, teams and committees together because by raising awareness around the research, 
might get it into the conversation a little bit more so that we can start talking about why we need to ensure that people aren't jailed over the use of these entheogens and how important that is. So when you're ready, just know here in Pittsburgh, I'm, I'm here to help you on, on the other side of the state. <laughs> yeah, let's go. Let's go. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> research is essential. And then from there, you know, then let's make some decisions, but at least let's research it and then judge it. You know, like that's what I exactly. don't understand. Like when you could then see some evidence and be like, hey, this isn't a good thing, then maybe we could talk, but nobody's seen that. Um, and so it's just been really interesting to watch this unfold. I actually had the opportunity to go to Las Vegas this past week and was at a conference called Meet Delic. And oh, it was a, a premier psychedelic and wellness conference. And the way that everyone, pres- it was beautiful. The way that people presented themselves, it was, you know, it had that little vibe, the little hippie-ish vibe, but it was very professional. It were It was people there that you know, a lot of trauma, a lot of healing, a lot of people that have been in that deep work and they genuinely care. This becomes people's lives, passions. And um, I think that it's just so, I don't know. I think that it's just so out there for some folks because they're stuck in this way of thinking. And until we can show them a different way or some people that have used it and lived thriving lives, I think that it's, you know, it's going to take some time. And it's, again, it's an education thing. That's right. And it's completely different than cannabis for sure. You know, so I I think that's why this, this bill is being, you know, thought about, talked about, and I think it will, will happen. We'll at least get some research. That's right. So you were talking about different modalities and um, we noticed that you have weekly classes, wellness classes, like, so um, are they digital? Can veterans take the classes in person? And is that more, like you said, breathing and meditation work? Yeah, thanks for bringing that up. We um really excited about this. We've partnered with quite a few, you know, practitioners, healers, whatever you want to call them, whatever language you use for that. But um, we've got some really incredible folks, um, some veteran uh, yoga instructors and, and things like that. And so every week there's an introduction class. It's always different. So some weeks it might be uh, yoga, breathing, a meditation or a fitness class. Um, and it's, you know, anywhere from 30 minutes to an hour, just an intro to that. And then you can plug in with that person to do their, you know, throughout the week classes if you like them or, you know, try again next week with someone new. Because as you know, like when it comes to these modalities, everybody approaches it differently. Even you go to a yoga class, you go to three different yoga classes, completely different experience. And so sometimes you just don't vibe with people. And so it's good to bring that variety I know I get bored. And so I like to have the, all right, I'm going to do yoga today. I'll do a breathing class. I'll do whatever. And so bringing that variety and giving people that opportunity to take something that might have been uncomfortable, maybe a little weird and bring it, normalize it and have them try something that could potentially change their lives. So is it a Zoom? Like oh, yeah. everybody <laughs> didn't answer that. that. Yeah. Just, no, I'm just wondering how people interact. Yeah, that's the most important part, I'd say. Uh, For now, it has been virtual. So we have done uh, at uh, the Pennsylvania Cannabis Festival, we do in-person intro to wellness classes. And then we've also done a a few in-person classes as well. We're hoping to do that. We're in conversations with a few gyms and other instructors, yoga studios to potentially have some meetups for veterans in person, because it's always better. I mean, we've shifted to more of a digital landscape just with what's going on, but I, you know, it's so crucial to get veterans out of the house, to get them with other folks and, um, you know, building that community in person. So the hope is to get more in-person events, but right now they're virtual every week, um, Thursdays at 7.30 Eastern. And then we replay those. We've got a private network with uh, uh, an app and they're replayed for the following week until that the next week's wellness class. So 
folks can kind of jump in whenever they want to. They're live on Thursday, so you could be there live if you have questions or you want to be interactive, or you can just catch the replay afterwards. Very so cool. cool. I mean, you just grew so much so fast. I mean, it was like <laughs> you, your, your, your organization's only been around a couple of years, correct? I mean, it's- yeah, with, uh, so we're up on three-ish years and Opera 6020 has wow. been around four. And, you know, I, I really, it has been, oh my God, exhausting. I, you know, if I can be honest with you, I've had some, so many moments where I wanted to quit and, you know, people think we have bad intentions or we're in it for a name or whatever. None of that shit. None of that. None of that matters. I was not going to be here a few years ago for real. And, you know, it. I have lost way too many friends. I don't want to get emotional. Damn it. I always cry on stuff. It's, um, you know, it's one of those things where it just means so much more to me. I don't know what we're doing. I really don't. And I'll tell everybody that, but we're providing opportunities for people to find themselves, to find some freedom, to find something different. And, um, you know, we've been strategic in finding the right people. I'd say like I, for a while was doing it on my own and was really burning myself out. And so coming together with operation 1620, Caleb Masoner is like my brother. Like we, I don't know, like even from the beginning, we were talking all along and we're like, why in the world are we not just doing this together? And so, you know, coming together was one of the best decisions we've ever made. It's been a little bit confusing, but uh, man, just, just having someone else to be in the trenches with and bounce that back off of. And then we have a really beautiful, thriving ambassador program. So veteran, you don't have to be a veteran, um, but you can sign up for an ambassador program and be a part of our meetings. We have meetings every other week and then monthly. Um, and they are where we talk about our day to day. There's something going on every day with either, you know, certifications, things that happen in our org. And so if you like that, want to be a part of that, we have lots of folks volunteering to help out in those different areas. Um, and that's kind of what I think helped us was really just caring for that community, bringing some people in that we're doing a good thing and then caring about them. And, and they care about other veterans. Like we all are volunteers. I make absolutely nothing from this. It's hard some days. Um, but we do this because we genuinely want to see change in our community and we have to get creative. No one has this figured out. I have not seen, you know, I've seen lots of great orgs doing great things, but we still have a terrible inclining suicide epidemic. You know, it's, it's, it's only getting worse as things get more difficult and tough to navigate in the world and the space that we live in. And so we're just trying to to provide those opportunities and, and also partnering with other organizations has been crucial because you know, there are people doing good things. And when you find them, sending veterans to them and, and helping have that. That's why we call ourselves a network, because literally any state that you're in, we will find you somebody. You will connect to something if you're in need. And it's been really cool to see that over the past few years. I would say that the 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 idea that it truly is a network and that you have your ability to connect people no matter where you are is so important. And that's based on the fact that you're truly authentic and you're creating these relationships and partnerships with people that also share that same mission. And Elizabeth and I have been working really hard over the past year that we've had Plant Media Project to really sift through and 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 research different organizations and groups that are doing it with compassionate care in mind, because when you can find those types of groups, no matter what type of alternative healing that they're doing, we know that we're then representing and helping bring to light these organizations that we believe in, that we would send our own family members to, that we want to connect our own friends and families with. And I just, I, from following you on social media and being digital friends with you now for a couple of years, like I've seen how you've really consistently stayed true to the mission of what you're trying to do to help others. And that's just very commendable. And no matter, 
I hate to hear that you're not making any money off of this yet, but if I can hope and say that if anyone's listening and wants to be a really big sponsor of Balanced <laughs> Veterans, help these this team make a you know make a living off of this. I mean, you should be able to have a salary so that you can do the good work that you're doing. And I know that it's so hard. We know how tricky it is with nonprofits and growing them, but you're doing everything right. It's only two years in and you have all these great networks. And I just feel like it's going to be a matter of time of getting the right sponsors that are going to say, you know what? We see you, we feel you, we're going to make sure that your team has the money needed so that you can continue to do the work. Because we don't want you to burn out, Ron. We need you to keep doing this work. <laughs> hey, I received Friendly, that. You're a young man. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so you much a lot for that. To give. So can you tell our listeners um, who are veterans or have family and friends who are veterans um, how to reach you, how to join, donate? I was really... Um, I didn't know you had an ambassador program. I think that um, too. Can you sign up for that on your site as well? Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you so much again. And it really, it's just balancedveterans.com or bvn.vet. Um, you can get there either way. And we've got everything on the website. We, we took some time to really try to put our resources on there, some different areas for you to connect. There are applications for different things if you're looking to get involved. Uh, but really, if you go to our website, there's an ambassador area. You could sign up in that way. There's an area where you could donate. You can learn a little bit more about what we do in those areas. And then we're always available for questions. We've got a team that's always watching our inbox. So if anybody wants to email us, you can always shoot an email to support at balancedveterans.com. Um, and we'll be able to you know, help you out with that. But really, it, it has been it means a lot for you to say that I, I'm truly grateful to to live the life that I do and to help help the people that we get to. And, um, you know, I think that it's for us, it has, it feels like we've been doing this forever because it's tiring and it's it's hard. But like we're just getting started. I was so inspired this weekend to see the future of what could potentially come in the entheogen world. And um, it's just it's really beautiful. You know, sometimes I tell Elizabeth, maybe it's just like when you when you start and you're on the brink of something and it almost feels like maybe you started too soon, like that the rest of the world hasn't caught up. That means you actually started at the exact right time because uh, we are doing the work right now as hard as it is. You know, we self-fund this podcast. You know, we're doing uh, it the same way we believe in this because we know people come to us, they see the work that we're doing and they're afraid to like our posts on social. They don't, they, they because of their jobs, they can't admit that maybe they're interested in, in, in theogens or, or cannabis even. Yeah. And so if there are ways that we can spread this information in a safe way where people can tune in on their drive home from work or message us privately with questions, we want to be able to be a part of that network and anything that we can do to help you and support you grow. Just know that here at PMP, we're, we'd love to be a part of that uh, BVM network and we're here to support you. So thank you again so much for all the work that you do and for being a part of our podcast today. Yeah, thank you so much. That it has just been really cool to watch you guys also. There have been some big names on this podcast. So I was really scared and honored when you asked. It was uh it, it's awesome to You're be You're one here. of them. You are one of them, Ron. Thank, <laughs> thank you so you. much. And Appreciate we'll keep you. watching you grow and we're gonna we'll um, you know, have you back on sometime soon because I know there's gonna be lots for us to continue to talk about. Yeah, thank you so much. Appreciate you guys. Take care. And thanks to all of our listeners today for tuning in for another episode of The Vine, a plant media project podcast. Thank you to Ron Willard for joining us on today's show. Tune in wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to never miss an episode. For cannabis and psychedelic news, visit us online at plantmediaproject.com. Together, we can end the stigma around plant medicine. <laughs>